Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thursday Live Lessons. My name is Aldrin Guerrero. I'm your instructor for today. Joining me are Mr. Aaron, the voice, Nakamura. Say what's up, Aaron. What's up? And Kahai, the legend, Fergan. Say what's up, Kahai. What's up? It's been the original three for quite some time now. We haven't had a, a guest in a long time. I didn't want to bother Mike this morning <laughs> because mm. I didn't, you know, I, I don't want to keep bothering Mike. We're like, Mike, are you off today? Are you off today? Mike, Mike, are you off? You want to hang out? <laughs> you know, like it's. I don't want to be that guy so i'm like yeah maybe maybe if mike wants to come on maybe he'll he'll, he'll come to us maybe maybe he'll listen to this episode and we're like man i miss those guys and i want to come on <laughs> but who knows because um usually we try to get him and i mention him because uh yeah, we usually we try to get him like on the first thursday of every month and, and today is the first thursday of uh of july so we should have gotten him today but i don't know i'll, I'll give him a call i'll see yeah but um what happens here on uh, on Thursday Live Lessons is you guys have questions and we have answers. So uh, ask away. We are live. So we do have a live chat you guys can uh, ask us questions from. And um, we also uh, get some emails, some some letters, some voicemails even. You know, sometimes uh, we'll, we'll answer any and all of your burning ukulele questions or non-ukulele questions. You know, whatever. We'll just We'll just answer whatever whatever in this show or if we don't get questions at all we'll just talk about stuff we we just had a nice discussion about ghostwriter and this or this 90s pbs show like that you know we could talk about that because they want to ask us about stuff tough luck we're going to talk about ghostwriter then you know so ask away so that we don't talk about ghostwriter <laughs> if you do ask uh something not ukulele related please make yep. it 90s related because uh yeah that's our that seems to be our specialty please make it nicktoons related so yeah that seems to be our forte yeah uh it's my nicktoons cell is coming i bought one speaking of oh. which i uh i finally own a a piece of doug history I have the, uh, yeah, I, I bought an animation cell that was used in an episode of Doug. That makes me so happy as like a really? Doug fan. I don't know why I never had one. It wasn't that bad, actually. It was like 50 bucks or something. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. So own one. I'm going to like frame it and stuff. I'm going to put it right there so everyone can see it next Thursday or the Thursday after. Or whenever, you know, whenever people deliver to me delivery has been kind of <laughs> acting up lately <laughs> it's like so. it's like this tiny and then it's gonna be on your wall so <laughs> yeah like it's right there like just really just trust it. me it's <laughs> yeah. it's a dug cell <laughs> but yeah i'm excited but that's not what we're here to talk about we're here to talk about ukulele so let's get those out of the way so that we can talk about uh nicktoons afterwards right Kai? <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's the point of this podcast <laughs> yes, yes well that's, that's what i want to talk about you know all right anyway uh go hit me up with the first question Kai. uh yeah so renee like in the chat she said that she liked the electric slide play along oh and, yeah yeah and then she she asked i think she's asking about the electric slide play along mm. she asked if mm. uh did you film on different islands? Yes. Yes, we did. Um, you know, it, it's it's like one of those classic YouTube collaborations where like they film their parts and then, you know, I we film our parts and then Aaron just like, you know, works the 500 hours to put it all together and, you know, <laughs> and that's that's how 10,000 hours. <laughs> 10, hours to make that video and uh it looks good. Now, um I 
I filmed it with Aaron here. That's why, you know, I was wearing the masks and stuff, just trying to be safe and whatnot. Uh, so we did the play along for, for that, uh, in, in Kapa'a. And I think Cynthia did hers on Oahu in Kaka'ako from what it looks like. She did it in Kaka'ako. Um, where she lives, by the way. Jeez. Let's get, like, yeah. I'm just gonna move to Hawaii and go to Kaka'ako. It's like, yeah. oh snap, most, what? Most artsy neighborhood. <laughs> <ever>. Exactly. <laughs> I should do Patreon, baby. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but yeah, she's, you know, she, uh, she did it in, um, in, in Kaka'ako. It looked really nice. If you guys, uh, don't know what that is, it's like this kind of new, like, the, the, the old hipster place was like Chinatown back then, you know, when we were there on Oahu, like Chinatown was like the cool, hip new place. But now Kaka'ako is like the cool, new, hip place to be. And it's, uh, it's very, being very developed. There's some like really cool, like, uh, mural, like, uh, walls that people, you know, kind of check out there. Um, I think Lenny from what it looks like maybe he did it in his backyard. I don't know. It looks like some kind of backyard for yeah. that. He's and, in San Diego or where, where is he? He's in, he's in San Francisco, I believe. San Francisco? Yeah. yeah. But I think he's from San Diego, like mm. his family oh, okay. or whatever. That's where he's yeah, you know, yeah. from. But I think he lives in San Francisco now. And his and last name last, is San Jose. <laughs> his last name is San Jose. So, so it's, it's very it's confusing. confusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he lives in San Francisco. So <clears throat> we did that. We basically, you know, created the track, which, you know, what you guys heard and stuff. So I did the, um, you know, the, the, the basis, just like the guitar and the ukulele. And I did like a, like a vocal track to it. So there's a, there's a track with my vocals instead of Cynthia's vocals in, in there. Because, um, <laughs> Lenny, and I usually don't, but Lenny wanted me to sing on it so that like he could kind of feel the groove with his bass. Cause Lenny played bass and, and drums. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll make one just for you, Lenny. So this is just for Lenny, <laughs> you know, like to, uh, make sure you don't hand it out to anybody else. So I sang like this because <laughs> I I can't sing as high as Cynthia. <laughs> I think uh, as a special video, we should release that original track, but with <laughs> Cynthia, right? Like with Cynthia singing, like <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, yeah. yes, just just dub it with like the <laughs> the mm-hmm. scratch track that I made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So you know, once once the track, well, once I made the scratch track, I sent it over to Lenny. And, uh, and Lenny added some bass and drums to it. And once Lenny added bass and drums to it, we sent it over to Cynthia, which then sang on the track. And then, um, and then I added all kinds of little, like, you know, little ditties and stuff to make it bigger. Okay. So, um, once that's done, once I kind of developed the track, uh, I filmed with Aaron, you know, we played the track and we danced and sang along and stuff. So he takes all that. And so did, you know, so did the other two, like Cynthia and Lenny also kind of dance and sang along or played along with the track. Aaron takes all that footage and creates this awesome little masterpiece of a, uh, of a play along. And that's, that's the final product that you guys see. But we started doing this back in like April or something, March or April. <laughs> it was supposed to be slated for like an April lesson or, or, or something like that. But, um, you know, a collab that big, like kind of took a lot of time and, you know, and, and they're busy and, and I didn't think I'd be busy, but I got co- kind of busy as well. So it, it took, it took a little bit longer. I was very excited for it. I wanted to tell like a bunch of people. But but then you know we want we want to, there to be small bits of surprise for you folks. But uh, <laughs> Cynthia and I have been friends for a long time, so it's actually been you know it's been in the works for for a while. We wanted to collaborate on something, um, but now we finally got to do it, so it's cool. I think you know this just 
it, it opens up for for a lot more cool stuff. I wanted to include um like Abe in it too, and and like and Steven. I wanted to get like the San Francisco, you know, like Yuke yeah. Fest crew to uh, to kind of do it. But you know, we'll, we we'll have to settle for just Cynthia and Lenny, and then maybe in a bigger collab, we'll have you know the rest of the the SF Uke Fest fam. Mm. But yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's that and and that kids is how collaboration is made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But thank you. In the I, chat I'm... are saying that um Lenny lives in Oakland. Mm, okay, okay, okay. So right across the bridge. Yeah. Oakland. That's cool. We we've, we've mm-hmm. stayed in Oakland. Uh yeah. That was where we <laughs> stayed the first time that we the went first to time the, the tour. area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was cool, man. I I dug it. You know, Russ had a had a place there and we stayed up. So it was nice. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, and any, any other questions? I don't know what else to say regarding yeah. the, the, uh, it was, it was cool. Oh, so we were just talking before, before the show started. My favorite part, hands down, Lenny. And you know what I'm talking <laughs> about if you watch the video. Yeah, somebody else mentioned that. I think <laughs> oh, really? Yoda mentioned that specific part. Hands down. Uh, <laughs> my favorite part. Do you, do you want to share what you shared or you don't want to share what you shared earlier, Aaron? You give people like what? a little, like behind the scenes oh, of what you oh, did yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, um, I have a version of it where <laughs> it was animated with actual like electricity going around the sign <laughs> and like the sound of electricity. But I think I, I like, I played it a few times back and it was like, it was a little bit overkill. I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to go for the cheap laughs, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I I dialed it back a little and just had the sign. And then if you if you look at it too, like the first take that I did was just like a blur, like a pixelated blur. Mm -hmm. So I kept the pixelated blur and then over that I put the sign. So So it's double the censorship. We, yeah, but, yeah. So YouTube doesn't come after us. <laughs> but, but Lenny, Lenny, when he sent his videos, he was he was like, uh, "Oh, sorry about that, but uh, you guys can edit, right?" And I was like, "Yes, I can edit the heck out of that." <laughs> <laughs> so good. So we'll take that video with the uh, like the fully electric sign, and then we, we can uh, have the Aldrin dub. Yeah, original, original, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so, yeah. So for if for the people who haven't seen the video yet, go and check it out. It's um our version of Electric Slide on ukulele. Marsha sure, Griffiths. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure if you just type in Electric Slide ukulele into anything, that'll probably be the first thing. <laughs> that, that it was up. so that surprised me that no one's done that song. That uh, was like so surprising, really? and it was just like. Yeah, it was just like a random thing. I like that, uh, that I don't know how we, like, we got, you know, we got to doing that. I think we were just in Frisco and we're just like, they're just fooling around or something. And then I started playing that riff to Electric Slide because we were just playing mm-hmm. C and F or whatever. And oh, then okay. I, I forgot what it was. No, no. There was, it was on an Aloha oh, Friday yeah. Live jam. That's yeah. what it was. And Cynthia was in the chat, right? So you're yes. like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, we should do this song with Cynthia. That's and Cynthia right. Was like, oh, yeah. 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 That's what it was. <laughs> it was just like so random and yeah it was surprising it was surprising no one no one's done that because it's like a two chord song in c or c sharp technically but you could do it you know you could do it in c so i figured you know like the uh 
the the young guns of YouTube were all over that, but I guess not. It's like, oh, I'm gonna claim this one. I guess this is, this is mine. I'm gonna claim this, <laughs> you know, because young guns of YouTube. Like if, if a song came out like yesterday, there's a there's a Uke tutorial on it the next day in C. <laughs> yeah, in C. <laughs> yeah, everything in C. <laughs> just, I don't I don't mean that, <laughs> but yeah, it's for real. You know, like it, they're fast, and that's that's like a compliment. You know, they're like if something's cool right now, those cool kids have got it. They've got the cool down. So it's like, all right, yeah. cool. We'll stay in our own lane and, and do 80s music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a deep pull. Yeah. It was nice, though. And it was it was really nice to collaborate with uh, with, with Cynthia and Lenny because we've, we've been meaning to. Like, I think we were talking about doing a, a Christmas tune once. We we're talking about doing like this uh, this kind of duet thing. But I think this was perfect. I think this is the perfect thing. <laughs> yeah. And she can do like a dance tutorial if she wants to, you know, <laughs> like for Patreon yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so it was it was it was fun. It was good fun. Um, and if you guys um if you guys watched the original Marsha Griffiths video, you can make some like comparisons that the stuff that Aaron did to the video that like that were callbacks to the original. So it was it was one of those like really cool um uh, play along videos that we did that has a lot of callbacks to the original. We don't do too much of these, and uh, so <laughs> yeah. this enjoy this one because I think the last time we did it was the um was was that guy who um. Who did the soundtrack for Tarzan? Yeah, not it oh, was, Phil Collins. Phil Collins is that Wait, Phil uh, Collins video? N- like not another day in paradise, right? Or another yeah, day in another paradise. day in paradise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that that was the that was the last time we did like you know like callbacks to the original video and whatnot. Aaron even has like a like a side by side video, and I think we have it on in, in Instagram on Instagram, I believe. Yeah, like yeah. the side by side comparison video of like the Ukulele Underground version and like the Phil Collins version. So make sure you check that out too. And follow us on Instagram while you're there. Follow us on Instagram, Uke Underground. Yeah. All right, enough about that. Next question. <laughs> uh, like sometimes uh, I have an. There is another question, but I just wanted <laughs> to bring up. Sometimes it's like fun. We talk about like you know people ask, oh, what? How do you guys pick songs? And sometimes it's just like we actually look at the music video and it's like it would be pretty fun to redo yeah. this music video. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There one... are a couple that I really want to do. <laughs> But we'll wait and see if we can do it. First. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then we'll Some, put it out. Sometimes the scope is a little bit beyond us yeah. too, right? Where it's like, oh, if only we yeah. could do this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I man, love it's... that when when people recreate videos. Like yeah. um, Jimmy Fallon has done some great ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What he did one with Paul Rudd. It was King of Wishful Thinking. That's yeah. my favorite. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they did a, like a shot for shot kind of re mm. redo of that because they kind of look like the the two guys from uh who, who was that that did that that uh that song I forget but yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and and if you watch that the music video oh, go right? west. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you watch that music video, it's kind of like it has nothing to do with the actual song. It's just like yeah. kind of random images. So yeah. No, that's well, like... actually, I think I think that song was from the movie Pretty Woman. Oh, so yeah, yeah. some mm. of it was like you know, mm. uh, like you know, a reference to Pretty. Yeah. Mm. They just have like cheerleaders though dancing, right? Or like at one point, or like <laughs> yeah, kind yeah. of like a, a weird yeah. stuff. All yeah. over that that yeah. video, which is why Jimmy Fallon wanted to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's what's so like random. a dream one that like you know what's what's one that you really want to do you know like but it might be out of our reach. But what's like a dream one that if you if you had all the you know all the uh, everything that you all the budget that you know that, that you wanted and all the resources and stuff, which one would you do? Uh... 
We've never had it. An Aaron, an, an Ask Aaron like if, Thursday live yeah. lesson. <laughs> if we if we could do it, it would have to be Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh, because <laughs> that because good that's one of those iconic good videos answer. that has you know has everything in it. Yes, ninjas. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite and part. Non sequitur <laughs> and yeah, I just we'd have to find somebody really good to sing it. But yeah. if we could, and we had one. all the budget in the world, <laughs> like I would redo that. <laughs> all the resources, all the budget. Yeah, that's the one. That's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> The what's another one? Uh, the, <laughs> I just want to know. I can just uh, sit here and listen to all your ideas. No, <laughs> no. Well, I have a couple that I want to do, and we might be able to do it. But okay, we'll wait. We'll wait to see if we can. Like, if we can actually do it, then I just want to put it out. I don't want anybody yeah. to to snake my idea. Okay, 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 okay. All right. <laughs> you know, like uh, you're talking about Jimmy Fallon. He does those. Like, uh, mm-hmm. but I kind of, I like the, the ones where it's like obviously college kids or high school kids and they have no budget to make anything, Yeah, but they yeah. recreate stuff. <laughs> so like the one that I think about is like, I think it's like the opening to the goofy movie. It's like the first 15 oh, minutes yeah, yeah. Yeah. and they recreate mm-hmm. it like shot for shot, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that, and they, it's like even the camera angles and everything that they get the details so mm-hmm. right it's like oh that is like yeah chef's kiss <laughs> like just <laughs> yeah. so good yep. yeah <laughs> when i first got disney plus that was the first movie i watched on disney plus because it wasn't available movie. anywhere <laughs> yeah oh yeah movie. man goofy movie is the best movie because <laughs> mm-hmm. like uh, i tried to search for it before and like on the other like uh streaming apps and stuff but they only have a very goofy movie but they don't have a goofy movie <sighs> Oh, the first yeah, we one had a, has a fantastic soundtrack. Yeah, soundtrack yeah. for that is so good. Like that, if we listen to yeah. each other's <laughs> hearts. Like if we had someone that can, you know, that can sing like that, I would definitely do a lesson on that song. I don't even care. <laughs> we got like five yeah. views on it. And yeah, it's nobody just, remembers five times. that song. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, that's just one of the songs, but all the songs in that, um, you know, in that movie is, is amazing. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Great soundtrack. Yeah. I like it better than the second movie because the second movie is about like X games, right? It's like, uh, yeah, yeah not, as, <laughs> not as good. Yeah. yeah, that's one of those that's like, uh, the first one is always going to be the best. But like, you know what's an unpopular opinion? And since we're talking about Disney, Return of Jafar, best in the trilogy. People will be like, no, that's blasphemy. But you know what? <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> sure, I like the original Aladdin, but that's a given. That's, you know, that's, that's a given. But you Return know, of Jafar is the best sequel ever made. <laughs> it's like right now, the big thing that I learned right now is that there's a trilogy. <laughs> yeah. King of, King of Thieves is the third one with his dad. Even I knew there was a second movie. I've never <laughs> seen it. I've never seen it. Yeah, Return of Jafar because everyone hated it but me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it wasn't even Robin Williams who was like... Uh, yeah. Who was doing the voice of the genie? <laughs> who did do the voice for the genie? It's the guy who does the voice for Homer. So Homer played the, uh, mm. and he played it like Homer. Like he sounded oh, like Homer. Really? <laughs> yeah. He, it was like the genie uh, or Homer as the genie. Imagine that. Wow. Now, if you watch wow. that movie again, you're like, yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was around the best character ever, Iago. <laughs> <laughs> you know if i know one thing that that everyone loved about aladdin it was iago and gilbert godfrey <laughs> yeah <laughs>
<laughs> they got the recipe for an amazing movie. <laughs> I like. I didn't. I think I didn't even know that Gilbert Gottfried was like a, a like a stand up comedian and like a mm-hmm. a pretty raunchy stand up comedian yeah. too, right? Yeah. Like I just knew him from like yeah, Aladdin is like. You mean this guy who kind of like who makes this funny no- like funny <laughs> voice? You mean that he's yeah. like mm, kind of a dirty comedian? It's like whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I guess, ah. See, see, we can talk about all this. Stuff. This is all yeah. '90s stuff still. <laughs> like, we, yeah. we can talk about this. Yeah. But uh, yeah, next question. Next question. <laughs> okay. Next music question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Richard Devar, go watch it. It's it's on Disney Plus. Everybody. Uh yeah. Uh so. Devin, I think, asked. So looking at Solo Secrets, the islands of patterns are great. Uh, when you start a song, do you plan out beforehand where you're going to go or do you just go at it? It's good to kind of, you know, like know the key. Once uh, once you know the key, that basically gives you like a built-in plan because you instantly know where the islands are going to be if you know what key it's in. So if someone tells me, oh, it's in the key of C, I'm like, bam. So zero, one, two, three, and we got seven, eight, nine, ten. Like that's my two, you know, my two islands that I'm going to be working on. If it's in G, bam, two, three, four, five, and also, uh, seven, eight, nine, ten. Like, you know, we got these, um, uh, we got these kind of built in, um, islands depending on what, you know, what key. That's kind of like the beauty of Solo Secrets Revealed. And if you're, you know, we, we made it so that, if you're jumping in on a set, if someone's playing, you know, like uh, someone's playing music and you're jumping in on that song, you could solo in that song. All you need to know is what what key it is. Um, but as far as what I do with the islands, that's kind of not planned. That just goes just by feel, you know, like if um, if I mean, I have go to kind of, you know, riffs that, that I that I do and stuff. But as far as like planning it out, uh, you know, planning it out, it's like, okay, cool. I'm going to do this. And I want to bend on like whatever that and like, no, you just kind of let it go. And that's what makes a good solo is just just kind of do it by, you know, by feel. If it's it sounds like it's appropriate to bend there or hammer on or pull off there, then, you know, then you do that. But uh, as far as your roadmap, you uh, you can you know, it, it's it's right. It's right there. Yep. What do you guys think? I, <laughs> how do you, how do you improvise, Kai? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I I think the islands like or because I edited Solo Secrets, mm-hmm. and I, a lot of times like I'll edit a lot of this stuff and not have known about it beforehand, and then like mm-hmm. by editing, I'm like, oh, I learned you know I, I learned whatever this solo song <laughs> a little bit, or mm-hmm. you know I learned this idea and stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I I knew the major skills, I knew how to play the major skills, but I never thought mm-hmm. about uh soloing using like that fifth mode, right, mm-hmm. or that that second island that you learned, Mixolydian, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so, like, taking that from Solo Secrets, like, you, I, I started to solo using that. And then after that, it's, like, so easy to just put, like, the first, you know, the major scale and then the Mixolydian and then, like, play all the notes in between, too, on available on your fretboard. I think mm-hmm. that's, like, a great way to actually, it's not just, like, sitting down and learning note by note, like, what your fretboard is. But you're learning like actual application of like, oh, I know that I play like two fret two and four here so I can play a fret six is also safe and then fret seven is safe here and then fret nine, you know, like you, mm-hmm. you learn 
the patterns more by muscle memory more than by like what they're called or you know like what notes specifically you're playing i think that's more uh important to playing a solo or playing or improvising than because like when when you're solo or improvising are you ever calling out the notes like i'm playing a d now i'm playing a, <laughs> a like a b flat it's like no and really the note names and where they are aren't important is the sound and like how you're playing it is you know the key part so I think mm-hmm. learning by practicing that is is more helpful. I don't know. Like so I know some people really do need to sit down and they're like I just need to know every single note. But to me like that's not really applicable to actual playing eventually when you play with other people. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Well, um well I don't solo really so it's not like i i, I have do you any stay on those islands or use i don't really have any experience doing that but i mean mm. like i i kind of like came up with the way that we show our fretboard because like mm. for for whatever kind of small picking that i do that's kind of how i visualize it you know i know mm. what which notes are going to be used mm-hmm. and in my mind those are the ones that kind of like stick out mm-hmm, so i mm-hmm. kind of i represented that with bubbles or like you know yeah. dots on mm-hmm. the fretboard and so that way your brain can like just focus on those like i know that these are the ones that i'm going to be yeah. using so yeah. i can kind of ignore everything else and then mm-hmm. just focus know that, on those yeah ones. even if mm-hmm. i mess up and don't play the right note as long as it's one of those notes it's going to kind of fit you know yeah yeah so yeah so and and that kind of helps you memorize solos or like you know mm-hmm. picking parts easier mm-hmm. but um when you when you put together that solo secrets revealed program it was really helpful to visualize it that way too but i don't mm-hmm. know like i always kind of wanted to ask you like how do you what what shows up in your mind when you solo or how was how is it's exactly that just like the islands and stuff and then the bridges yeah. be- so like the islands and the bridges between the islands so like okay. um for example like c like zero you know like i said zero one two three so and then like you have uh you have fret five this entire fret is like a super safe and then seven eight nine ten so like i would have that's how i would visualize it like i would use this to you know to kind of cross between you know between islands and i'd have like um i'd have certain riffs that you know that that i do based on based on that island based on that key if it's major or if it's minor you know there's always a lot of Mm -hmm. go-tos like like that's that's one you know like do that in c in you know in b flat in, in G, you know, like whatever. There's like, uh, that's why I mentioned it earlier. You know, I have go to like riffs that, you know, that I like to do. If I'm in the, uh, that, that Mexilidian island, I can, I know it's going to be that kind of G. And I know that like, uh, when, when we play G, a lot of times we, we hit this kind of note here on the fifth fret, right? Mm-hmm. So same so, thing, like, you know, when I'm playing C, I like to kind of hit that, you know, fifth fret, quote unquote, kind of note. And I know that I can kind of, uh, go from that, that note to that fifth fret note chromatically so it can do something going up and i do that a lot and i know since you play with me a lot you hear that you know you hear that a lot i can do 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 this and then i can kind of like uh do that half note going back into that island and if Mm -hmm. i want to go back to this i'm going to hit that bridge so uh 
and that's how I kind of go down. So visualizing, um, you know, the, the two islands and the bridge between is exactly how I would, you know, see stuff if I was, uh, if I was doing an actual solo. So that whole solo sequence revealed, it's basically revealing how I visualize the, uh, the, the fretboard when I'm soloing. It's exactly what I see. Yeah. So yeah. like with that, it's kind of like, you know what the safe mm. notes are. You can play all the unsafe notes or yeah, the unquote, yeah. quote unquote unsafe notes. Yeah. But as long as you resolve to, a, to the something in the yeah. island mm-hmm. or in that pattern, then or or as long as you don't linger on a, an unsafe note. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're you totally should be fine. you should be fine. And I mean, like, yeah. you know, there and there are times to play the uh, like the wrong quote unquote notes and stuff. And there are times that you shouldn't, you know, there's. Um, I, I think it was, uh, when, when, when kind of, uh, I was learning from Jake, you know, we were meeting up in cafes and stuff and he was kind of teaching me stuff. Um, he noticed that like when I was soloing, I basically just, you know, like stuck to the, uh, like stuck to the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, you know, like just the mm-hmm. notes in the major scale or minor scale. And he's mm-hmm. like, okay, why don't you like kind of step out of the box? And I purposely like did solos that would have, uh, like wrong notes in it to see how I can make it correct. So that was like yeah. one of the things that I did to, uh, to kind of get better. And now the zero, one, two, three, four, you know, or one, two, zero, one, two, three that I'm talking about, it's not just the, um, you know, the, the pattern that we talk about, like the zero, two, zero, one, three, zero, two, three. In my eyes, it's the whole zero, one, two, three fret. So like all mm-hmm. of that to, like to me can be used, you know, and then, um, and then I go to the bridge and then I seven, eight, nine, ten, all of that can be, you know, all of that can be used as well. So if I do a solo, something like, and that's all, you know, that's all the notes in, in, in that, but solo tickets revealed kind of, um, made it easy enough to digest if you just know, you know, like one pattern. So I, I, I still think like teaching things in patterns are the best way to kind of, uh, to, to teach things. If you can get the pattern, then all you have to do is just follow the pattern, you know, not just with this, with, with, with a bunch of other things, you know, but mm-hmm. really, uh, you know, the ultimate goal is to, uh, to learn that pattern by kind of, break away from it you know and uh and and learn everything and not just see it as that pattern but as those frets yeah yeah i i think like that's um we we always come back to this and then like it's it it's kind of like a controversial thing and sometimes we get people who come back right and they're like oh but i i need it and stuff but i think Mm -hmm. that's like the downfall of Mm -hmm. like using tabs right Mm-hmm. Is like people who learn through tabs, you can see where they just try to learn linearly. Like they just try yeah. to learn through the song by playing from start to end. Like that's all mm-hmm. I'm trying to do. And I think like that's not really like a natural way to learn like picking necessarily mm-hmm. or learn the melody line of songs. Cause I think most people who play picking or play, um, you know, like do like little solos and stuff, they learn by like clusters. You just learn like, oh, I learned like, parts you know one like this part one i just learned this little bit and because it's all in like frets one to four and then part two is from mm. frets four to you know seven or whatever like i i think that is like a more and that that's kind of like how we teach pickings right like we teach it like okay you're gonna be staying in these four frets so or if you look at our picking diagrams it's like usually like 
oh, we don't have the whole fretboard lit up with like, oh, these are all the notes you can do. It's just yeah. like these are the key notes that you, you have to focus on for picking right now. Mm. And then like when it moves on and then it's like these are the key notes that you you have to focus on. So I, I think yeah. that is like a more natural way of learning than like trying to mm. just go like think about the whole thing in your head. Because, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. if you if you try to think of like a whole song, it's like that's a lot of notes you have to think about, you know, and I don't think that is like how most people uh, perform or play stuff. It's usually just like, oh, I know the intro picking is right here. Then I play chords. Then I play the verse picking. Then I play chorus picking or something, you know. So it's break break it down into chunks. Chunks are like manageable. And that's how most people do it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah so yeah. you know it's it's really just kind of visualizing where you know where safe and where not safe is and if you want to go to an unsafe place as long as you return safely it's all good <laughs> yeah. even even when you you first showed right like uh the islands and stuff right now uh-huh. you like slid into like the the island right like from mm. you the first note on c you slid into whatever and that some people get caught up on that. They're like, well, how do you know where to start your slide? It's like, mm-hmm. well, the start isn't really important because nobody hears that first note that you hit. Yeah. It's the end that, that's important. It's like making sure you land on that, that right note at the end. But even then, if you hit a wrong note, it is like Devin pointed out, it, like a wrong, wrong note is always like just a half step away from the right note. Mm-hmm. So you either go down one fret or you go up one fret and you should be golden, mm-hmm. you know, like don't. Don't let that stop you. The worst thing yeah. you can do is like hit that wrong note and not play anything after it. Yeah. It's like even if you hit it again, that's yeah. better than just like letting it linger because that yeah. is the most attention drawing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I mean, like uh, there was uh, and I'll mention again, you know, when when uh, when I was being taught in, like in cafes and stuff, there was a point where I was experimenting to purposely hit and linger on a wrong note <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. really make it you can stop. get away with. Yeah. Yes, you know, because like it's one of those things that if you hit it and it sounds sour, but then um, you know, if if you do another thing and you hit that again, then it'll kind of like okay, maybe he's meaning to do that, you know. That's like where it gets like super creative. So something like like this note right here in C is like super like like it's not it's not supposed to be there. But that's the one that I that I experimented uh, experimented with a lot. It's is is that one. It's like how do I make this fit? So I was doing stuff like uh You know what I mean? And then like mm-hmm. the second time I hit it, like, okay, I kind of like, you know, it's that doesn't mm-hmm. sound right, but yeah, he did it again, so I guess he meant to do it. Like yeah. it's uh it's and then, really and then also the other things around it yeah kind of mm-hmm. frame mm-hmm. it so that yeah. it's like no it's okay he's with me <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, mm-hmm. it's cool <laughs> yeah. but yeah it's it's a lot of experimenting and improvisation is exactly that it's a lot of like um finding out what sounds good to you and then just like you know because improv is something that comes off the top of your head sure we can give you like the roadmaps and stuff too so that you can have safe places to go but for the most part it really is a matter of self-expression, you know, like uh, improvisation is like one of the purest musical self-expressions that you can do because it's not based on, you know, on, on anybody else's uh, choices, but yours is the choices that you make, you know, choices, what kind of notes to string together, how long to play them with what kind of technique or how loud or how, you know, how soft and stuff. Those are totally all up to, you know, the person playing that improvisation. So because it is a self-expression, it's a lot of times, you know, it gets better if you uh, if you just keep 
figuring out what sounds good to you. So like in, in practice, if you want to, you know, get better at, uh, at improvisation, you have to make those mistakes. So you, you then know what works and what doesn't work and what you like and what you don't like. Because sometimes what doesn't work can, like, can actually work given, you know, given to someone else like that. Like that F sharp note there is very, very <laughs> doesn't work. It doesn't work like at all. But if you, um, you know, if you be creative enough, you can make it work for you. Cause, uh, I've made it work for me. And now I've made, you know, like that note, the B flat, the D sharp note work, you know, work a lot for me in those, uh, you know, in, in the key of C. And, you know, and if, if I transpose, it works on any key. But really, it's you finding out a lot about yourself and about like what sounds good to you and what's aesthetically pleasing or even what's like what's uh, what's melodic, you know, because I always kind of preach about having a good melody to the solo and not just playing notes just to play the notes just because you can't, you know, like have uh, have good melody behind it, have intent. And that intent comes from comes from here, comes from the brain, comes from your heart, <laughs> comes from what you like. Okay. Yeah. What Next. about that? Yeah. Like when you're when you're soloing, yeah. Do you kind of or like do you think ahead a little bit, or mm-hmm. do you stumble across something that uh, and it's like, oh, that sounds good. I'm gonna like make that into like a hook or like a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a lot of the times because uh, you know I'm kind of melody driven. I think about the melody of the uh, of the song itself. If you know, if we're just jamming to like some chords and stuff, it's a little bit harder because there's no like mm-hmm. built in. But if I'm improvising to a uh, to a song, for example, that's already made, then I can take stuff from the actual song itself because uh, you don't want to stray too far away from what the song sounds like. You know what I mean? You don't want to be playing like Arabic scales on like uh, on um, for example, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, or that electric slide. You know, like. You know, like you don't want to be doing i was gonna say um wonderful tonight because i always say one it's become like a meme for some people like some private students are like oh wonderful tonight yeah you like that song don't you i'm like i I do your go-to example (laughs) it it is my go-to example you're not gonna do arabic scale scales on like um on wonderful tonight because it just doesn't fit you know what i mean but if i were to do solos on uh, on wonderful tonight not only do i have the actual riff of but i also have a you know like i have those two things to pull from so i can do something like a, uh which is like combining the two and that's mm-hmm. like to me you know okay that either becomes it or i can take that and make it even better you know so like uh to kind of evolve it to something that i would do so that now it's like now not only is it melodic not only is it like a self-expression and an improvisation but it fits and it's um appropriate for the song yeah you talking about like playing practicing the wrong note and stuff too yeah it, it made me think about like it, it uh improvising it really is like if if you know like improv comedy right they always mm-hmm. say like you say yes and you don't say no but because mm-hmm. like no but like will stop you know the thing and it'll, it'll make it mm-hmm. where it's like oh i'm i'm trying to veer off course or it's like it's mm-hmm. a very abrupt stop and i think the better you are at like improvising music is like thinking about mm-hmm. that no and, or yes and <laughs> Not no <laughs> yeah, it's, yes, just and. go with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. love improvising, man. Like improvise. It's such a cool like self like, expression, and like not only in 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 music, but in a lot of stuff that I do. <laughs> like I just 
go with the flow as it improvises. Like, I mean, we've we've said it before here on the show. Like when we do the uh, the UU Plus solos, for example, you know, or any lesson at, at that. Mm-hmm. I don't have a script. I don't have anything. I just have like an outline of what I'm gonna teach. Like, okay, here's a song. Here are the chords, and here's the picking pattern, or whatever. But for the most part, what I say in between or how I present it is always, always improvised. Like that's, and it's I don't know. Um, it's just something that I love doing a lot. This might get me in trouble, but a lot of times when we do um like festivals and stuff like that, same thing. I'll have like just a rough outline of what I'm gonna teach for like that festival's workshop, and then I'm like, oh. Because I'm just gonna go and wing it. I'm gonna teach this. As long as I teach this, as long as I, you know, check cover all the, uh, yeah, most yeah, of the I, things, yeah. I, I covered what I said what I was gonna talk about. Everything in between, <laughs> it's just <an> improv, <laughs> really. And I love doing it. And I mean, you know, like it's it's kind of like a, a challenge for myself. Like, can I do this? You know, with with no preparation or whatever. But <laughs> it's it's cool. Even like with with performances, like I just tell Aaron, like, okay, we're gonna play this song, this song, this song, and this song. But yeah. hang on to your hats. I might change it. I don't know. Like maybe. Maybe yeah. mid song, I might change something. Just, just let me be me. <laughs> just let me do my thing. Yeah, it's uh, in, in everything that I do. It's because that's you know, I I know I'm being true to myself. That's why it's just it's what I would say, what I would you know, what I would teach, what I would play, what I would sing. Mm. Yeah, cool. That's that's why it's always hard for like venues that ask for a set list. <laughs> yeah, it's like what's your set list? Uh, I don't know. Just tell them this, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> We'll probably play those songs, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like you read the crowd, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if we if we put together like five songs that are like, oh, this is pretty good, but the crowd's not that into it, you know? Like I'm not mm-hmm. going to like like play Force it on them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, try to hard. figure out what they would want. Let's, let's sing Sweet Caroline together or whatever and like no one sings along. <laughs> or, <laughs> or it's like uh, if you're feeling out the crowd, right? And then the the mm. it's not that the energy, it's not like people are sad or like the energy dips too much, but you can feel mm. like, oh, there's like kind of like a lull or people are like coming down from that last song or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then like a song like um, Wonderful Tonight would really work, right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's an easy song for people to mm-hmm. listen to and it's still good, but and people will be happy listening to it, but it's not like, you know, if there's like that lull and then you just hit them with like Land Down Under, it's like people are going to yeah. be like, oh, what, oh. what's going on? <laughs> like, whoa, I thought I was, I was taking liking a break. that mellowness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you, you, it kind of is like you, you got to play it by ear, or it, yeah, man. it's better to play it by ear. The uh, thing I always think about too, or the the example I think about is the person I I think does a really good job is Jason, right? Jason at like just improvising and going with the flow and mm-hmm. not not saying like, oh no no no, I don't want to do it like that. He's just like, yeah, sure, yeah. whatever, yeah, <laughs> let, let, yeah, let's let's just do it. Because, like, I think even when you guys are playing Little Wing together, right? Mm. Like, Jason does, like, the same thing, but then he he's, like, a couple beats off, like, behind mm. you. And so he, like, hits that harmonic just, like, behind you a little bit. And, mm. like, like, I don't know if the first time he, he it was, like, you know, intentional. But after that, every time you guys do the harmonic part, he mm. does it, like, a couple beats off. So it's, like, a delay almost, too, right? Like, mm. he, he intentionally starts to do it, re- repeating it. And then you start to realize, like, oh, this is, like, instead of it becoming a mistake, it's, like, oh, yeah, repetition, like, legitimizes that into, like, being, like, oh, that's a cool thing that Jason just picked out, you know? Whether it was, like, intentional or not, he had to repeat it, even though it's, like, oh, it's not, it might not necessarily work every time. He just has, like, the guts to be, like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> I did it then. I'm going guess I'm going to have to do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, you have no idea how like spot on you are because when we did um, the the cruise with uh, with Jason, it was like the coolest thing because I, I you know, I, because I improvise so much. Like having somebody else that also improvises is like right up my alley. Cause usually it's like, if you do something like a, like a cruise or a tour or, you know, or a festival, it's like, okay, we got to do this at this time. And then this, that this time or whatever. But doing stuff with Jason is like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever. You know, people show up and people show up and we'll do it at this time, I guess. But maybe, yeah, yeah. you know, like he was so lax and he was so cool about everything that like he's one of, one of my favorite people to work with because he's so lax and so like just imp- you know, like improv yeah, really yeah mm. he was yeah. like uh I, I don't think it's gonna um people were saying that it, it that that time didn't work for them so we're just gonna move it to this like you know? yeah you know <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay i guess yeah, we'll, we'll he's, do that then <laughs> he's super cool like I, I love jason he's he's like that guy he's like i've never seen him mad like kind of like a jake you know or like mm-hmm. i've never seen him mad or like or even just you know, not not be having a good time kind you know yeah. like or yeah. be sad or, or anything not i've never seen again not enjoy himself or at mm-hmm. least be content with what he's doing you know mm-hmm. really cool mm-hmm. cool dude jason armoda is a gem a man should be protected <laughs> I think, yes, yeah yeah so if you're in treasure. the la area um he's still selling ukuleles like from his apartment he he'll mm-hmm. he'll do like you know he's doing like contactless payments mm-hmm. and and um delivery so if you need an ukulele and you're in la u space la um mm-hmm. they're still operating i don't know if i don't think they're doing it from the store but yeah mm-hmm. but mm. check him out and buy your ukulele from him <laughs> yeah. keep him I, going throughout all this craziness i think they're still doing trying to do classes and lessons too right like he's yeah te- just teaching uh, online too so yeah he does skype i believe yeah yeah be sure to check him out because like even when we filmed his lesson right his blues lesson he had like some things written out but then he was just like going and he was like oh yeah and then you just do it like this and he would just play it and then after we fin- like we filmed it we'd be like okay we need you to do that like one more time so we can get it like <laughs> again you know and we can make sure that we have it for the video and he was just like okay sure yeah whatever you guys need because he's just like super relaxed about it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah cool dude yeah. all right anything Ron, else Any Ron other in the chat said that he bought his ukulele from jason Oh yeah, yeah. Jason's a cool <laughs> dude, man. Like mm-hmm. we've always, we've always loved Jason. Like from from the very, very, very beginning of uh, of him just like hanging out at the Ukulele on the ground forums, even like pre U space. You know, he's yeah. always been like a cool dude. Yeah. <laughs> what was his screen name on uh, Face, Face Melting? Um, Face Melting yeah. Ukulele. That's right on the forums and on YouTube. So mm-hmm. good. Okay, so good. <laughs> was uh, I don't want to give it away, but was Jason's alternate uh like account or alternate you know personality was that like a, a whole nother account or was that just like another video he did i i think it was like another account like are you talking about the the uh I, the masked man yeah i try not to give <laughs> yeah, it away yeah, too yeah, much yeah. but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was i think that was a separate account no nah, i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> nah, I guess maybe I shouldn't say anything. Well, no, no, it's, it's nothing. He's bad. trying to keep this twenty-year-old joke or ten-year-old joke going. That's it's, cool. It's, it's nothing bad, but it's just like yeah. uh, it'd be funny for people to find out on their own, right? Like to go mm-hmm. and dig and look for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. That's true. I'm sure we'll post something <laughs> else too. So, yeah. Okay, we have a lot of stuff on the show notes from uh, from a goofy movie to uh, to Return of Jafar <laughs> yeah. to old school masked uh, masked ukulele. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
sometimes when it's like that, it's like that's when the podcast comes out late on Fridays. It doesn't come out <laughs> too many <Yeah>. links. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, Ron asks, "Have you ever used acapella app? Uh, is that hard to use? I've seen a lot of people using it during the like uh, during the pandemic." Um, I don't know what that is actually. So I've, I want to say no. I've never used it. But what is that? What is the acapella app? Kai, do you know what that is? I don't know for for sure, but I kind of want to say it's one of those apps where you record yourself multiple times, so you mm. can do like harmonies with yourself, or you can do you oh, know. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to say it's that, I, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, if I was as good as like Jacob Collier, like making harmonies and stuff, maybe I'll do that. But I can't even <laughs> do two part harmony that great, you know? Because <laughs> if uh, if I sing and that that beginner uh not beginner but like that that beginning harmony like is already kind of flat or sharp the rest of my harmony is just gonna (laughs) gonna go crazy i'm not the best singer like i think i've you know i've had everyone not maybe not everyone but i've fooled a lot of people these like you know these how many decades like of me singing (laughs) and uh you know but i've never like kept it hidden or anything i've never not said i was not good but um yeah singing not my forte that's that's not like my my and that's not me trying to be humble like i know good singers like i'm not one of them so uh to to do something like an acapella app and stuff i don't know it would just like highlight how like how much i don't like my voice Uh, (laughs) i guess he was just saying that um people are using it to collaborate too so oh cool 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 because we were talking about the electric slide Mm, video yeah Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, that's that's cool that an app does that. It makes people kind of collaborate a lot. Um, you know, a, a lot easier. But yeah, I'm like an old school YouTuber, like from uh from like 2004, 2005. That like collaborations means like okay, you do your part and I'm gonna do mine. Like a mm-hmm. garage band or whatever you put together, and I'm gonna lip sync on the video and I'm gonna sync the video up and stuff. Mm-hmm. And still true to this day, apparently, <laughs> from the last like the last video that we did, and it still works, and it's you know it's all good. That's how I've been doing it. But if there's an easier way to do it and stuff, and lets you connect with a bunch of people from all over the place, yeah, I I would check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I have never used it. So if that's that was a question, I I, I haven't. Uh, to kind of piggyback off of what you said, like that you're not really a singer, or you wouldn't mm-hmm. really consider. Um, that we get that like a lot from a lot of people who say like. I'm not a singer, so I don't want to like, I don't want to learn songs that have singing in it or something. I want to focus on being a, a soloist and an instrumentalist. Mm. But would you say that, you know, like, would you say that being a soloist or, or an instrumentalist has helped you better as a singer or has like, has singing in any way helped you with soloing and, and being an instrumentalist too? Um, yeah, I'd say so. Because, you know, if you, uh, if you sing, you can um you then have an idea on better phrasing you know like if you because singing like you can run out of breath when you sing something mm-hmm. when you're playing stuff you don't run out of breath you just keep playing you know but like a phrase ends when you have to when you have to take a breath you know like so knowing like a good length of a phrase is like one whole breath same thing you know with the ukulele so i think it's made me a better player kind of knowing where to separate the phrases and kind of knowing when i'm overplaying and when uh 
when I can definitely add more stuff to uh, to my phrases or how to just phrasing in general is it's kind of it, it's helped a lot. So I think singing does help in that way. Yeah, I know, it's mm-hmm. fun though. I love singing. I'm just not that good at it, but I, I love it. I love doing it, and I like it. And I you know it's, it's I think it's just the energy that I exude. And people are like, look at him having fun up there. You know, even though he's not that great, like, he's he's all right. Like his uke is good. You know, <laughs> like but he's just doing his thing. And that's I think that's how i've gotten this far like in my career it's like i mean that's that's what music is about right yeah you, know, you right? gotta want to do it so i i understand like you know some people don't want to sing yeah. they want to just play ukulele and so that's kind of part of it too right if you mm-hmm. if you're not interested in learning how to sing then don't you know because <laughs> yeah you, because true. the interest is what's going to carry you yep yep you know I, so yeah if you you if you want to learn how to sing and you like singing then just mm-hmm. keep singing and yeah. the more you do it the better you'll get and yeah same thing with learning ukulele if you like playing mm-hmm. ukulele if you want to get better then just mm-hmm. keep doing it and yeah you will but don't like not do it because you think you sound bad or because other people yeah. think you sound bad just yeah. do it just yeah, you know exactly. just do it. if you like do it just do it don't be afraid it's fine mm-hmm. i'm not and I've... <laughs> take it from me guys <laughs> well that's the thing you've traveled the world doing yeah it, so <laughs> exactly like... <laughs> I'm, I'm living proof that you can like you know you can do it yeah, yeah you can just go ahead and you know but it's cool i'm i met a lot of great singers and it's one of those like i i get jealous every time like oh, i wish i could just steal your voice like I... <laughs> <laughs> but then I, that also kind of pushes you too right yeah yeah of course you know and keep doing it yeah i've i've kind of just like my my mantra has been like hey you know i'm like i'm the only one that sounds like me so i guess that's <laughs> like i'm not mm-hmm. trying to like sound like an r&b singer or a, a reggae singer or whatever singers like i'm just i'll just sing my best <laughs> and like yeah. that's that's good right that's good enough uh, that's so it. that's so why just... even that too like you know yeah. people people say like they'll come to see your show and they'll, mm. they'll say like oh man i give up on ukulele already but it's yeah. not really that like you don't want yeah. to become aldrin guerrero with yeah, everything like, play your you thing. Know? yeah 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 so it just kind of Whenever I'd, you see uh, somebody who inspires you, just mm-hmm. take it as that. Just inspiration. As inspiration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that's, that is where like a lot of people kind of drop off is that they say, I see, they look at something and they won't, they go, I want that, exactly that. And <laughs> when they can't reproduce it, right? It is like, it is kind of like, oh, it's kind of depressing. But if you look past <laughs> Especially that. Especially the little kids. Like, oh yeah. man, that little kid is so much better than me. <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it shouldn't be that way. No. When I grow and, up, I want to be like Feng Yi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I and, grow and, up. <laughs> that's like, that's what I, uh, I kind of hate that too. Like that mentality of like people saying mm-hmm. like, oh, it's because like these little kids are so talented that they're that good. And it's like, no, these little kids like work hard. They put in yeah. a ton of work to get as good as they can. And, and like, and by just saying like, oh, it's because of who they are or what they were born with. It's like, uh, you don't see the, the, all the time that they put in like learning songs, you know, struggling just as much as anybody else to mm-hmm. try and do things. And even, you know, maybe more so because they're a kid, like they're a kid trying to play full size guitars or full size ukuleles. Mm-hmm. And they got to struggle, you know, to to actually get their muscles working like that. So it, it is like it's I, I understand the frustration, but it is kind of like that's on you. It's uh, like, you know, it's yeah, on yeah. you t- if you want to get good or get as good as you will get, you know, as you as good as you want to be. It, it's all on you, I think. 
Mm-hmm. But they, yeah. I guess, little kids have less hang-ups about what they're supposed mm-hmm. to be like. So that's <laughs> that. That's kind of to their advantage, right? They don't have Are they any the truest to pre- themselves. Yeah, they don't have any preconceptions <laughs> of like how good I'm supposed to be. Yeah, so they just do it and and figure it out along mm-hmm. the way. I think they said that kids have an easier time learning languages too, and like learning mm-hmm. new skill sets because they're they're the elasticity of their brains are actually like more flexible than adults mm-hmm. and um like adults when adults have to learn language they have to take it through a translator right so if they're learning like english to spanish they have to think about the english word first and then they have to translate it to spanish whereas kids kind of just skip over that initial like oh i'm learning like this word in in english first then i have to learn this word in whatever you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just going to copy whatever that person said. And that's the word for bread. So like from now on, I'm going to associate, you know, this item to this word. And that's why yeah, they said yeah. kids pick up uh, in, like languages so much faster. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm actually reading. Uh, uh, I have been reading, but I haven't like been actively reading. <laughs> There's a book mm-hmm. called Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman, I guess is how you pronounce his name. But it's, it's kind of cool because he talks about two different systems of thinking the the way that we think and so there are there's like a fast system and a slow system and so like our slow system is kind of how we acquire um new ideas and conceptualize things Mm. and then the fast system is when we kind of like already internalized it and we can Mm. just react and so that's that like totally applies to ukulele or language learning or anything like that where like you learn the bits and pieces first like you learn the alphabet and then you learn how to string together things. And that's like such a slow system, you know. Mm-hmm. But once you learn your sight words and you just know that that represents that, you know. Yeah. yeah. In your brain, it, the image just pops up. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the point where you can just like see a sentence and you just know what it is. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it. yeah, it's kind of like that. So um, I guess that would kind of apply in the same way to you know how you were talking about soloing right you mm-hmm. you know you know the notes but you don't think about the names of the notes no just react <laughs> yeah, yeah when you're react, when yeah. you're soloing you're, mm-hmm. you're not thinking about the names of the notes in the same way that you're not thinking about the letters that individual mm-hmm. letters when you're reading so mm-hmm. yeah yeah but um, interesting <laughs> yeah yeah it's a cool they, book to check out cool. in, in just in general yeah mm-hmm. There's like a, a, a YouTube, like it's a YouTuber named Smarter Every Day. And he has mm-hmm. a video where he has a bike that when you turn the handlebars to the left, the bike wheel turns to the right. He oh. just put like a gear on it. And when you turn uh-huh. the handlebars to the right, it turns to the left. And he showed him like he I think he just thought of this and he works for like a, a kind of an aerospace, like a jet kind of company or something. So they have mm-hmm. like welders there and he asked one of them to make it for him. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure, we can do that. And he just like sat on it and tra- tried to ride it. And he's like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> and he said it like every day after work, he would go and just try to ride in a straight line. Yeah. And it took uh-huh. him like months, I think, to to actually <laughs> just to rewire to... everything. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And just to ride like, you know, just a straight line, not anything crazy. It's just riding, keeping your balance and riding a straight line. Eventually, like because he, he you know, he thought it was like fascinating. He would take it to whenever he did talks and stuff. And he put it on the stage and he says, if you ride like five feet without touching the ground, I'll give you like a hundred dollars. 
dollars right now and nobody can do it you know nobody can like just get on it and then just ride and he he told his his son his young like pretty young son he's like if you can learn how to ride a bike like this i'll take you to australia i think where he was doing a, a talk and you can meet a, like one of the astronauts who came back from space and so his Aww. son like you know, with that incentive, like, I think he said his, he, it took him months to learn and his son learned it in like a week or something or a couple oh, wow. weeks. So that just wow. shows like, it really shows like kids, you know, like they can just like that, that is a part that they have. Like they just, you know, they don't get hu- like, like Aaron said, they don't get hung up on like, oh, I'm getting so frustrated on all of this or like, mm-hmm. oh, I know why I know my bike so well. <laughs> this his son was just like I'm gonna learn how to do this. Like I'm gonna I know how to ride a bike. Yeah, I'm just yeah. gonna learn how to do this. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I told Kahai that um, recently I'm learning how to shoot a basketball because I never did in my entire life. <laughs> like I've never learned how to correctly shoot a basketball. Is it because my... your girlfriend keeps dunking on you and you're like I yeah, gotta defend yeah. myself? <laughs> no, because no, so so what happened was like my girlfriend played basketball all throughout like from when she was a little girl and mm. she's taller you know so so she's really good she's been playing for a long time mm-hmm. but um we just went to go shoot hoops because the park huh. is like right across the street from my house huh. and it was like embarrassing you know <laughs> just like like i knew that it was going to be embarrassing because huh. i don't huh. know how to play basketball mm-hmm. but like it was to the point where it's like kind of sad you know <laughs> and so so i've been like going to the park like for for a couple weeks straight, I just went to the park like ah, almost sh- every day. Shoot and, hoops. Yeah, just to learn how huh. to like not even really shoot from far. I just kind of learned the mm-hmm. the the kind of form that you're supposed mm-hmm. to stance form mm-hmm. everything and like I can kind I I I'm, it's way better now. You know? <laughs> yeah, but that was after like three weeks of of. Mm trying to learn to shoot from stationary not even moving around not even dribbling or anything Mm -hmm. but um but yeah it's one of those things where like you have to like at first every motion that you do is hard you know Mm because it's unnatural it's not what i usually Mm -hmm. do in my everyday life Mm -hmm. and so you think about it but then even she was saying like you know when i shoot from this spot i just remember the feeling of shooting and when you do Mm -hmm. it you you know what is off Mm -hmm. and so like so I kind of took that and then I just I'm I'm working on that now like ah. trying to recreate the feeling instead <laughs> of using cuz like my aim is really off mm. um I'm I'm the same as Kahai like I'm right hand mm. dominant but left mm. eye dominant and so mm. that really messes up you know mm. all of your aim up <laughs> and so so yeah so you have to really like learn your form first practice and then um whenever you get things right mm. you remember that feeling and then try to recreate mm. the feeling so uh. So the same thing with your chunks, mm-hmm. same thing with like, you know, yeah. holding the E chord. <laughs> it's like, Cause, you know. Cause it'll feel right. Like it, yeah. it's, it's hard to explain that feeling, but it'll feel right when you do, you know, when, you, when it comes out correct mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah. you know, like, yeah, exactly. And, and it's definitely a different feeling than doing it wrong. I mean, uh, I've been doing cardistry and when I do something mm-hmm. correct, like, and I'll tell Kahai and I'm like, Oh, this is like how it feels, you know, like yeah. when, and I just keep trying to recreate that same feeling whenever I do like a trick correctly. There's also a difference between that and Mm. results, right? Because you can get Mm. the same result, but the feeling can be off. And then it's like, even like uh, with the archery that I do or with archery, you'll see professionals who shoot and they hit the bullseye. They hit like center of, you know, center of the target bullseye. 
and they they get frustrated and it's like oh but they hit the target why are they mad mm-hmm. and it's because they they know that they messed up something with their shot and they just mm-hmm. got lucky you know like the wind blew it <laughs> ah. over into the right spot or they were able mm-hmm. to twitch their arm in the last second to correct it but that's mm-hmm. not good form and for them that's like mm-hmm. oh i want to be the same i want to be consistent 100 percent yeah, of the time you want to aim for consistency mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of it's interesting because yeah you want to aim for consistency but the more you practice outside of like the things that you know or like you know practice wrong notes that's also mm-hmm. aiming for consistency in a way too because you're practicing right like oh i'm practicing for not being uncomfortable with this thing and how to correct it. And so the more you practice that, like no matter what comes up, what situation comes up is like, I am comfortable with every single note on the fretboard. So it doesn't really matter if I miss one or I mess up one. I'm going to get the next one anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So um, any closing statements before we go? We've like passed our time. Yeah. I anything, don't think... you wanna, oh. anything you guys want to talk about? Uh, our um, songs are going to be played next week, right? Next week. So, yeah. Yeah. If if people can work on that, just a reminder. Yeah. Theme songs, I believe, is in the key of A? Mm-hmm. Did we do A? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm having a hard time theme with songs. this one. I, I've, I haven't even started, so yeah. <laughs> this just just like just like high school, you know. It's always that <laughs> night before. Don't do, yeah, don't do it, kids. You know, you I, know, <laughs> or you'll be teaching ukulele. Like, you know, be 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 that engineer, doctor, or lawyer that you want to be, <laughs> and and do things on time. Yeah. You know, all right, guys. So, uh, check out the new lesson. Um, once again, featuring Cynthia and Ukulani, it's, uh, electric boogie or the electric slide. Um, that's, you know, that's here on Ukulele Underground. Check out the play along over on YouTube. Um, and stick around for the one-on-one coaching. And tomorrow we have Aloha Friday live jam. So, uh, we'll see you then. Aloha.